Hey. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Welcome, Uh, everybody. Yeah, hello, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Date Night at the Coffee Shop. Um, I'm Bart. I'm Sam. Um, So, uh, those of you that are new to our show... Here's what happens here. We drink coffee and we talk about whatever we want. That's pretty much it. Um, Yeah, that's the most concise description of what we're doing here. Um, So every episode we we pick a new coffee to try. Um, So we'll try a coffee for the first time at the beginning of each episode. Kind of give a little bit of a, you know, some flavor notes, a description, a kind of a rating. I think the last couple episodes we've done like a 10 point scale rating. Yeah. And then we just talk about any random random topic topic. that we've decided um today we're actually talking about a subject that i'm excited about uh which is star wars Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's how it goes (laughs) um yeah so we're gonna be talking about star wars today just kind of like and i'm obviously the expert right sure no i know nothing about this you know nothing john snow yeah, I'm going to get hate mail. I'm excited. Let's do this. Nah, no worries. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Star Wars, kind of go through what the deal is. Um, I think a lot of it, you, you've got some questions for me. Several. So, Several questions. And I'll answer those to the best of my ability. Um, I personally have been a fan of Star Wars for as long as I can remember, really. Um, I know growing up, my parents had like old copies of it that, that were taped. Of, of the original trilogy, I, I don't really remember them watching them that much, but I remember I remember finding them and watching them um, long before the prequels came out. Um, so I mean, I was like little. It's all Greek to me, but this is going to be kind of a reversal. We were talking earlier about how usually I do most of the talking, and you know, yeah, and that's I, I kind of chime in with some. Yeah. Some quips and points and yeah. questions or whatever. So we're excited. Um, it's going to be yeah, different. So this is going to be a little bit different from the rest of our episodes so far. Uh, hopefully you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, but without further ado, we'll go ahead and get in to, uh, to the coffee. podcast. Yeah, so today we're drinking a coffee from West Rock Coffee Company. Um, you guys may have seen this in your local supermarket. It usually comes in like a yellow bag. With an elephant um, on it. Yeah, it's got an elephant on the front. Um, the particular roast that we're drinking today it's called the kivu bold and it's a dark roast coffee of course um that's usually what we go to like we i don't think we've had too many light we haven't on the podcast we've had no light roasts no we haven't had any light we've had a couple of medium Medium. roasts yeah um dark roasts are they're typically my go-to there's just a lot they're they're a lot more complex in flavor um you taste less bean you and do, more yeah. It's technique. it's not so, yeah. It's not very, it's not so beany, um, but it's pretty good. Uh, so the description on here it says premium whole bean coffee, bold and smoky, ethically um, sourced, ethically sourced. Yeah. So it's in, I believe they're all African uh, blends. blends. Yeah. This one uh, says it should have hints of walnuts mm-hmm. and found in its dry, are found in its dry fragrance, which complements the aroma of brown sugar. This coffee is carefully crafted to balance both sweet and smoky attributes. Um, so that's just kind of their little description on here. So we're going to go ahead and take our first sip. Let's do it. Um, 
Right, you are drinking go. out of your Star Wars mug. Yep, I am drinking out of a Star Wars mug today in honor of our episode. I'm just drinking out of an adorable mug that my friend Beth gave me. So, yep. here we go. Oh, that's that's really bold. Like, like the name says. It's not bitter like yeah. a lot of other really bold, dark coffee has. Yeah, it is bold. Um... I mean, obviously, a lot of times I, I go hmm. with earthy um, for that's interesting for a flavor profile. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. Um, I don't really taste much brown sugar like it's talking about, but it's pretty good. I like this. I we, do. I do smell a little bit of like sweet in it though. So. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, not bad. It's nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you give it? Probably a seven. Yeah, I was thinking probably like seven and a half. Yeah, I'm thinking a seven. Almost an eight, but it's not bad. Um, it's it's not the best we've had. The best but we've it's had pretty good. is the one that we need to order still, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one that has um, become our go-to, but yeah. But yeah, this this is, it's really good. Especially because it was it's it's fairly cheap too. And you can find it at your local grocery store. You don't need to order it from Amazon or wherever. Like, yeah. So that's pretty cool. And they have they have like three or four different. Um, yeah, and this one is the whole blends. bean. Yeah, this one is a whole bean. Most of the ones you find are, um, are only are already ground, uh, but they do have. I believe this is the only one they have available that's whole bean, which is again this Kivu bold uh, roast. Yeah, it's pretty good though. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our topic yes. uh, today. So again, we're talking about Star Wars. Let's do it. Um, so uh, the best thing I think to just start it's the, the description of Star Wars. It says Star Wars is an American epic space opera media Ooh, franchise. I like that. Created by George Lucas, um, which began with the 1977 film and quickly became a worldwide pop culture phenomenon. That's pretty accurate. It it is. Very accurate. Yep. I personally, I've, and I've heard this term, like I've heard it a lot over the years. The space opera? Yeah, the epic space opera, yeah. which I think is pretty accurate. accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, so the franchise has been expanded into various films and other media, including television series, video games, novels, comic books, theme park attractions, and themed areas, Ooh. comprising an all-encompassing fictional universe. Um, so there's a lot going on. They've done a lot with the franchise since it started. So obviously it started, you know, with the original 1977 film. Which is four, five, six, Episode right? four, five, okay. six, yeah. So that's yes. the original trilogy. Um, it started with episode four. A lot of, so for those of you that don't. I you know, have no had, idea what those names are. I just know it's four, five, six. Cause yeah, we'll get into those. <laughs> um, so for those of you that are not familiar with Star Wars at all um yeah so they started with episode four five and six they went back to make some other ones some prequels and then they came back later and made some sequels to the original and we're going to dive into that um but i do want to go ahead and just note that just in case those of you that do plan on watching any of the star wars films oh yeah we're probably going to be going over a lot of spoilers oh so for sure like this just is the massive spoiler be alert, prepared for including that including the very last one yeah. So that just recently came out. Yeah. So we'll talk about that one a little bit too. Um, but yeah, just want to go ahead and note that we probably should have done that a little earlier. 
Um, but yeah, there will be some spoilers. Absolutely. Um, so Am yeah. I reading this right here though? Like the, the, the money, how much it's worth? Yeah. So that's actually was going to be my next point. Um, so the franchise holds a Guinness world records title for the most successful film merchandising franchise. Uh, in 2020, the total value of Star Wars franchise was estimated at $70 billion. That's a billion with a B. Yeah. That's And is currently lot. the fifth highest, grossest, highest grossing media franchise of all time. What's the... I wonder what the highest is, but that's still, like... That is... it. That's a lot. So it begs the question of how is it the most successful if it's only the, the fifth, fifth highest grossing? <clears throat> and so my only... My thought here is that it's probably because it's consistently oh, yeah. within the top five, and I'm sure some of those other ones are probably oh yeah yeah because they're newer. Like this out. is like definitely longest run, one of the longest running too. I'm sure. Yeah. Like okay, that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, nice. Okay. So this is something I did not know until doing some research for this. Um, so obviously, the first one came out in 1977. Um, but George Lucas had been working on some of this stuff for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, in 1971, he wanted to make actually a film adaptation of Flash Gordon, um, which I don't know if you know about Flash Gordon. Nope. A lot of people don't. So actually, and I don't really know a lot about it either. I'm sorry. I don't speak nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is true. Actually, I do Um, a little bit, but I'm not So Flash Gordon was kind of like... It was like this guy in space. It started out as a comic book, a comic strip, I think, in like the 30s, hmm. something like that. And then they made like some movies. It was like a movie series, just kind of some of those old like 60s, 70s films, you know, mm-hmm. um, just those sci-fi films uh, about this guy who like, they, there's like space travel. I don't really know a lot about it. I've never seen any of it. I've just okay. kind of, I've come across it before. Um, so he wanted so to make a movie based wanted, around like this character and this yeah, idea. Yeah, he wanted to make an adaptation of Flash okay. Gordon, but he couldn't get the rights. Um, so he just decided to write his own, um, hmm. to make his own space opera, um, if you will. So yeah, and uh, so he wrote a two-page synopsis, uh, which 20th Century Fox decided to invest in. Uh, by 1974, he had expanded the uni- the story into the first draft of a screenplay. The subsequent movie's success led Lucas to make it the basis of an elaborate film series. Uh, With the backstory he created for the sequel, Lucas decided that the series would be a trilogy of trilogies, which is now finished. Um, Most of the main cast would return for the two additional installments of the original trilogy, which were self-financed by Lucasfilm, which I did not know. Wow. I didn't know that either. That's intense. Yeah, so... And a trilogy of trilogies, so, like, he... Like, he was running the long... Like, the long con, yeah, really. The, like, the really, like... Because, <laughs> He like, was planning on... He had a lot of hopes for this. He was planning on this. nine movies, really. Yeah, that's, yeah. He was definitely planning on it all along. That's crazy. Um, wow. So, obviously, it starts off kind of in the middle of the story. Um, so, all of the, the, the main stories, all the, the, the episode numbers... So it starts off with four, five, six, and then they come back um, and make one, two, and three. And then after that, several years later, they make seven, eight, and now nine has just released. Um, But he had planned, I mean, he didn't really have solid plans, but like 
he like he didn't have it all written out. Yeah. But he did have the idea that that's the way he wanted it to be. That's so um, interesting. Let's see. So according to producer Gary Kurtz, uh, loose plans for a prequel trilogy were developed during the outlining of the original two films. Wow. Um, so the first one came out in 1977. The second one came out, which was episode four, and then episode five, which is the second one. Um, it came out in 1980. Um, in 1980, Lucas confirmed that he had the nine-film series plotted, but due to the stress of producing the original trilogy, he had decided to cancel further sequels by 1981. Uh, in 1983, Lucas explained that there was never a script completed that had the entire story as it exists now, as the story is unfolded. Is it kind of like a George R. R. Martin, where it's like I kind of know where I wanted to go? Yeah, this I think he, he had a concept of like <clears throat> what he wanted out of it, but he didn't really have any. He didn't have a like a script, script. or anything. Yeah, written like nothing out. written down. That makes um, sense. No kind of like solid details. But yeah, so he had originally planned to do it that way. It wasn't like an afterthought of hey, it'd be cool if we go back and and see. Yeah. Let's let's make a story of that stuff before. Like that's the yeah. way he had intended. <clears throat> that's cool. Um, which a lot of people don't really believe. <laughs> but that's yeah, I mean that's he was you know he was reported to, to actually uh, bring. So that he up made in the original three, which were four, five, six, and he had a plan to go back and do um, one, two, three, which were the prequels, right? Like that, yeah. and but it wasn't necessarily written down. It was just. Yeah, he okay. wanted to do it, and he had. I think he had kind of an idea of how the story was going to go. Okay, but he didn't have like. So any he ba- basically had these characters, and he was like, "Oh, I bet this. That's that's really interesting." So kind of like the protagonist, like Darth Vader, like he wanted to write his origin story in the first three, right? Yeah, like that's kind of what I'm. Okay. Yeah, that's super interesting. So, the obviously <clears throat> they're they're divided up into to. The, the biggest chunk of it, so there's the the three trilogies, the trilogy of trilogies, and that's like the core of the Star Wars franchise at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some additional, um, a couple of other films called the um, anthology films. Oh, um, and that's so what this would be like your Rogue, Rogue One, Rogue One, and uh, Solo, Solo Star Wars story. Are they? Um, so okay. so they're not really. They happen like within the timeline. But they're not really... They're just kind of set apart from the main story. To, okay. Yeah, so the Trilogy of Trilogies is also actually considered... Um, it's also known as the Skywalker Saga. So that's... Most of it kind of follows this the Skywalker the family. family. Yeah. Okay. And so that... The, <clears throat> the core of it, the Trilogy of Trilogies, um, that would be the... The Skywalker Saga. That that's all nine of those films. That's oh, okay. follows that. Okay, that story. makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I never heard it. I've never heard it called that before. Yeah, it's so. kind of a newer term, I think. <coughs> Excuse um, me, guys. That they've come out with mostly within since uh, making these latest mm. three. Because the very last one is called the Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah. Okay. So they started out um, started out in 1977 obviously with um, the original trilogy uh, episode four a new hope um, yeah which, do we want to talk about the order in which we watched them or like, we can go into that in just a little bit okay um, I'm just gonna kind of go through very quickly of what these are okay um, so the original trilogy 
1977, uh, episode four, A New Hope. Um, that's the one with iconic, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker. Leia He's, with the honey buns. He comes on the scene. Yeah, Leia with the with the donut um, Hair. hairstyle. Um, you've got Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, this is the film that kind of introduces the entire, entire cast. the entire yeah. universe, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it starts out with him. Um, it actually starts out with with Leia and Darth Vader on a ship, um, and then they're like looking for some plans that they had originally that they had stolen uh, for their mega Death Star thing. Or the, it's called the Death Star, but it's like a mega space station that's the size of capable. A it's the size of a planet yeah. uh, or a moon, um, and it's capable of destroying a planet with its like enormous laser cannon that's attached to it. And they and at the end they end up blowing it up because they have the plans for it, right? Yeah, yeah. In the fourth one, they end up blowing it up at the end. Um, so Luke, they send the the plans off in a couple of droids. Um, and then Luke Skywalker actually gets possession of these droids, and then he finds the message that's they're supposed to send it off to an old Jedi. Um, which Obi Wan, that's Obi Wan. Yeah, it's Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, which actually we haven't gone over, kind of the core of what the stories are about. Um, so they're kind of centered around this, uh, what's known as the Force. Which is, um, oh, I had it, I had it here somewhere. That it's like <clears throat> I heard an analogy one time. Like the force is like the lights. It, it's like duct tape. It has a light side and a dark side, and it holds the universe together. So like the force yeah. is like it, like it. It's what everything in the universe is is made up of. Like everything in the universe kind is of made, made up, up of the force. It. So what it is, it's described actually as an energy field created by all living things that binds the galaxy together. Um. So like duct tape, every, I'm you. all living things are kind of made of the force and kind of make up the force. Um, and then through meditation, those whom the force is strong with are performed, are, are able to perform um, various abilities like telekinesis, uh, telepathy, precognition, things like that. Um, there's a couple of different um, orders that are that use the force typically. Um, so these would be the Jedi's, which mm-hmm. are the peacekeepers of the Republic. Mm-hmm. They act on the light side of the Force. Um, they practice there's... non-attachment arbitration. Um, and then there's the Sith, which are the enemies of the galactic democracy, who use the dark side by malip- manipulating fear and aggression. Um, and they, yeah, they use, they use the dark side of the Force. Yeah, so okay. the Sith use the dark side. So <clears throat> Obi-Wan Kenobi is a former Jedi Knight. Um and he gets possession of the droids, and then they deliver the plans. Um, yeah, like, they get the plans to, to the Rebellion, who are trying to overthrow the Galactic mm-hmm. Empire. Yep, and then, so he gets possession of the droids. He finds out that Princess Leia needs him. They go, that he takes Luke, and they yeah, go. Yeah, they try to get off the planet. Um, they find a pilot by the name of Han, Han Solo, Solo. And he did shoot first. He did shoot first. Um, <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. He shot first. Han <laughs> shot Greedo first. Yep. And that's that. Yeah. So they find him. They pay him a bunch of money, and then they to like take them where to the rebellion, right? Yeah. To take them to the yeah. Rebellion. So they're okay, trying to the, they're trying to get the plans. To the I rebellion. promise I've so watched these. <laughs> yeah. 
It's okay. I mean, there's a lot to it to remember. And so, in so, the end of this one. In the end of this one, they they it ends with um, there's a big uh, a big battle out in space. Um, the Death Star and the Rebellion. The Death Star sends out a bunch of Tie Fighters, which are the enemy spaceship um, fighters. Uh, there's a big battle. They're trying to blow up the Death Star. At the very end, Luke Skywalker uses the uh, force, uses the force <clears throat> to um, place a precise hit into an exhaust port in the Death Star, which causes a chain reaction, and it blows up the entire space station. Absolutely. Um, end scene. End scene. Um, well, actually, and then at the very end, <laughs> then there's like this award ceremony where he and he and Han get like oh, yeah. medals. And Chewie, you can. Well, yeah, he and, and Han Chewie. and Chewie. Oh yeah, um, we didn't mention Chewie. Yeah, we did. Okay. Mentioned Chewbacca. Um, yeah, they so get they medals. present him with medals at the very end, and then it cuts off right there. Okay, so is okay. So with five, is well, hold on. So I want to I want to make one point here. So one thing about Episode Four that a lot of people don't really know. And we've discussed it a little bit, but that battle is described as the Battle of Yavin because oh, it's yeah, over yeah. a planet called Yavin. Um, and so at this battle, when they blow up the Death Star, this is kind of like the singular point where time is actually measured. So if you're actually looking at, at, at timelines in the Star Wars universe, everything is measured in as either before the Battle of Yavin or BBY or after the Battle of Yavin, which is ABY. So okay. it's kind of like a BC AD thing. Got it. Um, and that's kind of the the central point there is at the end of of episode four. Cool. Um, the fifth one. This um, is the ice planet. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it starts okay, out on the cool. ice planet. This one, episode five, uh, the Empire Strikes Back, uh, largely looked upon as is most people's favorite film. Um, it starts out on the planet of Hoth, which is an ice planet. And then and this is basically I don't know why the. There. Is it like the rebellion? Like yeah, the, the re- base? It's, it's the rebellion's new headquarters. Okay. So they're just trying I, to hide out from the from the empire. From when we watched this, if I remember right, this is whenever Luke gets lost somehow, and his tauntaun ends up dying from the cold, and then Han goes out to find him, and then stuffs him and himself in or him inside the tauntaun to like keep him alive until he can get camp set up. Yeah, so they're, he, they're out doing like some scouting of the area. Okay. So like it's an entire planet that's basically like Antarctica. Um, what happens? He's they're they're out scouting, Luke. Goes kind of off by himself. He's going to check something out. Um, and he, then he gets get, attacked a by gets like him. This, yeah. Yeah. He gets okay. attacked by like this big yeti thing. Um, it knocks him out and brings him to its cave. Um, it scratches up his face this and all. Is whenever, and he gets. He this gets, is after because Mark Hamill had an, a wreck, and then this is. Yeah. So this is actually the reason why they made that scene. Okay. Of him getting caught um, is because actually. Um, Mark Hamill had a, a car accident, which is Mark Hamill is the actor that plays Luke Skywalker. Um, he had a car accident. Um, I don't remember exactly when, but it was like right around the time that they started filming, um, and it really like it really started, messed up his face. his face. Yeah, um, and so they made this scene where so the, they made this yeah, scene where yeah face. they scratched up his face so that he would act, like a lot of the scars and stuff that it shows like those are his, that's really his face. It's not makeup. Okay, um, so I don't remember what happens. Then, like, somehow the Empire comes to Hoth, and 
they end up leaving, and I don't know where they go after that. So the Empire is is been sending they they send out like a bunch of probes and stuff trying to trying to find them. Um, so they originally they they found where the rebels were. Um, they dispatched some some troops to uh, the planet Hoth to take the rebels. There's a battle. They end up defeating them, and the and the rebellion leaves. But where do they go? That's what I don't remember. I don't remember what happens next. I don't know. I do not remember this movie. The Empire Strikes Back. I don't remember what happens in this movie at all. Um, I remember nothing about this. Like you say, this is everyone's favorite, but I don't. I don't remember this one at all. Like. Yeah. So. No clue. Um. The the description of this. So three years after the destruction of the Death Star, the Empire forces the Rebel Alliance to evacuate its secret base on Hoth. Um, instructed by oh. Obi-Wan's spirit, Luke... So after this battle on there, Luke travels to a swamp world called Dagobah yes, to okay. find uh, a Jedi, an old Jedi master called Yoda. Master Yoda. All right, I'm just um, going to say it. All right. Y- this Yoda is creepy. Yeah, so the original Yoda that they used in, in the original trilogies... No offense it to was Jim actually, Henson. Yeah, or it was his, like a Jim Henson puppet. No offense. Um... It's creepy. Yeah, so he's like this tiny little lizard-looking guy. Yeah, like a gremlin. He's a gremlin, um, and he looks creepy. He does look a little creepy in the old ones. Um, New Yoda is much cuter. Yeah, much much cuter. Um, but so he he's <coughs> going to find Master Yoda. Um, oh, he's, I remember he's this one He's training with Yoda. He's interrupted. Uh, his training is interrupted by uh, Vader, who lures him into a trap. Um, yes, and this is so the Han, one where Han gets put in carbonite. Yeah, so that's kind of at the end. So yeah. Han and Leia, um, while Luke is doing his training, they travel to um, Cloud City. Um, mm. They're looking for some repairs to the to the Millennium Falcon um, because it was damaged in the battle. Got Hoth. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is where they um, meet Lando Calrissian. They meet Lando Calrissian. Well, um, see him again. Yeah, so they... Uh, <clears throat> They're trying to get the ship repaired. In the meantime, Lando actually betrayed them. Yes. Um, Darth Vader shows up and captures them and uh, puts Han in carbonite. carbonite. Which is basically just like freezing him into metal. Kinda. Yeah. Um, That's the only thing I know how, the only way I know how to describe it. And then Luke, yeah, so through the force, like turns him into like this, this statue thing. Yeah, so Luke kind of sees this vision of his friends in danger um, and decides that he needs to leave and go save them. Um, so he goes and finds them. He or he finds Vader, anyways. Um, he fights him. He and gets this his is hand. Where he finds out. Yeah, so he gets his hand cut off in the middle of the <clears throat> battle. He kind of crawls out to this battlement. And um, in episode four, Luke was told that Darth Vader had killed his father. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is a lie. Well, he was told that he killed his father mm-hmm. uh, long ago. So. Um, by Obi-Wan, the liar. Anyways, go ahead and continue. <laughs> it wasn't a liar. Um, so, in The Empire Strikes Back at the end, Luke and Vader have, have fight. Feelings, They've Luke. He cut off Luke's hand, and then um, he tells him, you know... Uh, I'm your father. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan didn't tell you about your father, and he said, Luke says, I told he told me enough. He that said, you killed him. He said him. that you killed him, and... So then Darth Vader makes the reveal that, no, I am your father. Um, 
which shocked the nation at the time. Um, but that's pretty much like what everybody knows now of Star yeah. Wars is that I am your father. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he makes that revelation and then Luke jumps down into like this big pit. Um, and then- they're in like this floating st- uh, kind of like station in the sky. So he kind of falls down at the at the bottom and is kind of hanging on to this to this pole. And then uh, Lando Calrissian and Leia because Lando in. has a change of heart and he's like, "Oh no, I'm a yeah. horrible person. Yeah, I should never his, trade you guys." He changed his idea. So uh, <clears throat> they come and save him, and they give Luke like this robotic hand, and that's basically hand. where Empire stops. All right, so we're gonna have to let's see. Because then there's six, the Return of the Jedi. And yeah, have- six, Return of the Jedi, episode six. So this one, we'll kind of speed through the rest of these. So that was mostly like setting up what the world is. That's true. That's true. Because so these are super Return of the Jedi, characters. episode six, um, starts off, Luke basically travels to uh, back to Tatooine, which is where he was, was originally born and, from. Or where he was raised. Yeah. Um, to hit, to find Han Solo. Um, who was in the possession of Jabba the Hutt. Oh, yeah, because he was frozen in the carbonite, and then they were just like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you to Jabba because... Yeah, which know, we, we haven't have... introduced Jabba, but he's, he's not a big deal He's right not now. a huge character. He's this big slug guy who runs a seedy underworld. He's yeah. a gangster that Han worked for and owed him money. Yeah, and so, um, so they he, gave him they he, gave the carbonite version of him to Yeah, Jabba. he had put out a bounty on Han Solo. Yeah. So now he's in possession... He goes to save them um, with his new Jedi powers. Yep. And then, um, so he does basically. I mean, there's like a whole there's a whole lot to it, but basically, he goes in. Um, he saves Han and Leia, and they're they kill Jabba the Hutt and escape. Um, he then goes back to Yoda, on to, Dagobah, on Dagobah to finish his training. Um, but for the most part, it's it's pretty much done. Um, yeah. Yoda is in like really bad health because he's nine hundred years old. Yeah, <laughs> um, he ends up just dying which would there of old why, age. Yeah, which would explain why he looks so creepy. Yeah, I I would expect at nine hundred, I'm gonna look pretty creepy too. So. Yeah. Um. So he dies there, and uh, becomes part of the force. The force yeah. So he's like a force ghost who can, um, still talk to Luke. Yeah, and then this one is called Return of the Jedi because up until like this movie, like the Jedi were banished. They were like no, yeah, there were no more found. Jedi. Yeah, and um, Luke so is like the first Luke Jedi to come back, back on the yeah. scene as an official <clears throat> Jedi. Yeah, and then he um, he ends up. So the Empire has also uh, during this they they've made a new Death Star. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Which they've. The the rebellion gets and plans in the process for the new of Death, building it. The new Death Star, yeah, they're still building it, and it's supposed to not be operational yet. Um, so the rebellion is trying to to destroy this one before they even get it finished. So this one takes place on the forest moon of Endor. But they travel there to get. They have to destroy a, a big shield generator that's protecting the Death Star. Um, because the Empire's like, no, 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 you destroyed our last one. We're going to put a force field around this one so you can't destroy it. But, yeah, so plot the, twist. So, the the, um, the Empire is actually the ones that released the plans 
in an attempt to lure the rebellion to attack them. So yep. the, the, it was actually operational all along, um, and they were just trying to trap the rebellion um, so that they can destroy them. This is the one with the mini teddy bears. For those of you who are like me and don't really know a whole lot, except for like the little Ewoks, the ones are like, rah, 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 and they look like teddy bears. Yeah. So the Ewoks are <laughs> there. They are inhabiting the forest moon of Endor. Um, <clears throat> The teddy bears with sticks, with pointy sticks. Yes, they're like, they're like little cavemen, but they're teddy bears. Yeah. So. Um, so during this, um, Luke, yeah, yeah, okay. Luke finds out that um, Leia is actually his twin sister, um, which is weird because really some of the things that happened he, in the earlier well, ones. Well, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, so they talk. They he he tells Leia that she is his sister. Um, and then he goes to face Darth Vader, who he now knows is his father. Their father? Yeah. And he wants to try to bring him back to the light um, so he'll stop being evil. And so he goes to talk to him. Darth Vader takes him to the Emperor, um, which is Emperor Palpatine, who is the Sith Lord. Darth Sidious. Yeah, Darth Sidious. Yes. Cool. Um, he's super powerful. Uh, he ends up trying to kill Luke, and Darth Vader, in the midst of that, Darth Vader changes his mind, seeing him um, almost See? killing his son, yeah. and he throws Darth Sidious, or Emperor Palpatine, down a pit, and he dies. Uh, and that's the end. After that, they blow up the Death Star. Um, and Darth Vader and is Darth mortally Vader wounded. is mortally wounded with uh, by the Force Lightning. From Emperor Palpatine, and he ends up dying. Yeah. Um, and then that's but where, not before returning to the light, which is what yeah, so he Luke had, wanted. He so. kind of changed his heart um, there at the very end, um, and then that's basically where it ends. Um, so that's the, the original trilogy. The Empire is dead. the The galaxy is safe. Everybody's celebrating, um, and then it closes. Yep. Dun 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 dun. So then they dun. go back. Ow. After this, they go back and make the prequel trilogy, which is, um, it kind of tells the story of the Galactic Republic, which is in place before the Empire takes over. Um, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about the rest of these, just in the interest of time. So basically, I can try. You want me to try? Sure. We okay. can go quickly. <clears throat> so Phantom Menace is basically um, the first one. Episode one. Yeah, Phantom the episode Menace, one. Yeah. And this came out in 1999. This one has characters like this has young Obi Wan and his uh, mentor, which yeah, is Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, his master Qui Gon Jinn, uh, played by Liam uh, Neeson. Liam Neeson. And so they are—I don't remember what they're doing—but they're all Jedi, and this is like the Jedi Order is a big thing. Yeah, the Jedi Order still it's still big. around. And um, they're trying to negotiate Yoda. some peace between uh, the planet Naboo and this. Um, the viceroy of the trade federation oh the trade federation that's right placed like a uh, embargo a trade embargo around yeah. the, the planet Naboo that's right so and they're talking with Queen Padme Amidala right yeah that's her name but they're not talking with her when it starts oh well they're talking with them but like these are all the characters there's Padme Amidala there's young Obi-Wan there's his master Jedi Qui-Gon Jinn there's Yoda younger Yoda and the like yeah, the Trade Federation is like placed an embargo there by 
Darth Sidious. Yeah, Darth Sidious is kind of behind the scenes controlling their <clears throat> actions. Um, and so they're trying to cr- come to an agreement, and then the Trade Federation people are kind of like, oh no, they've sent Jedi's. Like, this is a bad... Like, the yeah, the, so, the Empire has... Or not the Empire, the Galactic Repu- Republic has sent Jedi's. Please don't do that, because Jedi's are apparently, like, scary people, because they're, like, warriors and whatnot, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, So they try to kill them, and they end up going down to the planet Naboo, escaping off the, the ship. And they end um, up taking Padme, Queen Amidala... Queen Amidala with them because she's kind of a yeah big deal. because the the Trade Federation is trying to kill her or trying to force her to I sign have this questions. disagreement. Um, so basically they they run from the Trade Federation. They escape them with Padme Amidala. They get to Tatooine and find a little boy by the called, name of uh, Anakin Skywalker, who ends up becoming Darth Vader much later in life. Yes. Um, and they and he's a slave. He's a slave. And they, uh, they win his freedom mm-hmm. um, because and they need him to pilot a pod racer. Yep. In a pod racing tournament. Where um, they need a equipment for their ship. Equipment to fix their ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they. Let's see. Yeah, they win his freedom, and then he leaves with them and goes to um, the the Senate. Yeah. So they're trying to basically get support from the Senate. Um, the Senate is kind of hesitant to act. Against the Trade Federation because they're doing these horrible things. Yeah. And remember, Darth Sidious is the one who put the Trade Federation there in the first place to like do this embargo. And if you yeah. remember, Darth Sidious is the Emperor, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine. Palpatine of the Senate. So. so they go back to Naboo. Um, or, well, arriving on... So uh, the... The Senate, the Galactic Senate is, is Senate is housed on the planet Coruscant. Um, so they take Queen uh, Queen Amidala and everybody to Coruscant, uh, so the Queen can plead Naboo's crisis before the Republic Senate. Anakin is brought before the Jedi Council, where Yoda senses that he possesses too much fear to be trained. Uh, the Jedi are ordered to accompany the Queen back to Naboo, where she pleads with the natives for their help in the battle against the droid army. And the natives would be the Gungans. The Gungan, which, which is, is Jar Jar, Jar Binks, Binks. Yeah, okay. and his people. Okay, some of you people may have heard these names, and some of you people are probably like, what are they talking about? Yeah, for those of you that don't know anything about Star Wars, I'm sure this is very confusing. For the people who do know Star Wars, this is also probably very frustrating, because they're like, we know that stuff. Yeah. Um, But, um, oh, and then... So anyways, then they go back to to Naboo um, to kind of overthrow the the Trade Federation. Uh, Because they don't have support from the Senate. Darth Maul is is a... a, a Sith mm-hmm. being uh, trained Sith by Lord. Darth Sidious. Yeah, they don't know that though. Yeah. Um, he kills Qui Gon, and then Obi Wan kills Darth Maul. Yes. Um, and and then, then, then everything kind of fizzles out at the end, really. Yeah. Um, episode two. Episode two, Attack of the Clones, came oh, out after that. This one's rough. This, this one is set like cry. ten years later. Um, this one got me. Anakin is. Uh, now a Jedi Padawan under the training of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in love with Padme Amidala. It's kind of creepy. I they have come back. questions. They have to do some... They they protect her. Yeah, right? they protect her. Um, it turns out there's this bounty hunter who was trying to kill her. For some um, reason. For some reason. <clears throat> they... Uh, they're ordered by the Jedi Council to protect her. Yeah, they're ordered by the Jedi Council to protect Queen Amidala. 
But then they find out that this uh, this bounty hunter is is trying to kill her. So they track him to a planet called. Um, oh gosh, what's it called? This is where those sea giraffes are, right? <laughs> yeah, the sea yes. giraffes. Um, yes, I don't know what they're called. But this is where they're making the—I don't remember the name of the planet—but this is where they're making the clones they're, yeah, they're for the Republic. Yeah, they're making clones of this of this bounty hunter guy for the Republic to make a, an army for the Republic. Um, and these are these are blah, the stormtroopers guys that you yeah. that you see like with the white and all of that. Yeah. So um, they make this army. They start fighting against uh, what's known as the separatists, who are people trying to break off from the Republic and overthrow the Republic. Uh, and then at the end... It ends with a big battle. Uh, and then... At the end of this one, is this the one where the clones turn? No. Okay. That's so in episode the next three. Okay, so uh, in the Revenge next of the Sith. Okay. So af- at the end of episode two, it starts off what's called the Clone Wars, named after the clones that are now make up the army for the Republic. Um, uh, let's see. This is three years into the Clone Wars. Anakin and Obi-Wan lead a counter-strike to save Chancellor Palpatine from Count Dooku. And the droid commander, General Grievous. Uh, Anakin begins to have prophetic visions of his secret wife, Padme. They married at the end of episode two. Yeah. Um, Even though Jedi visions. are forbidden to yeah. do that. They, they married in secret. Um, so he has visions of her dying in childbirth. Um, he wants to try to prevent that. Um, he becomes very close with senator palpatine who then becomes the chancellor of the republic senate because stuff is getting bad in the republic or in the galaxy yeah Stuff's getting bad, and so he's everyone's been like, manipulating oh, no. everything from from the get-go and everyone's like oh no we need someone to lead us we're dumb sheep and then they're just like oh we're gonna make you chancellor so that you can just make all these wonderful decisions for the galaxy yeah because they're dumb <clears throat> but anyways um, <laughs> anyways i mean we're just really gonna go, go through like not there's not much to to, to deal, delve into here. But at the end of this one is Palpatine, when... they put in a place to have the... The clones actually were programmed to betray the Jedi and serve the, the uh, Emperor at a specific time once they give a specific order. Um, so they do that. They all turn on the Jedi. Almost all of the Jedi are, are killed yeah. by Because they were fighting the alongside them for the Republic. Yeah. So, But so in the sad. middle of the battles... They turn on their Jedis and they kill them all, almost all of them. There's only like a handful of them left. And, and this then, is the one where Anakin Skywalker is just begins his, or well not begins, but it just he just falls into cray cray. Yeah, he starts. Mode. He is very close with Chancellor Palpatine, who kind of corrupts him. Um, he and Obi Wan end up fighting, um, and he gets Obi-Wan. burned alive yep. and Survives. all of his limbs cut off. Um, and then he is... He then, force chokes his wife. Yeah, and sh- sends her into labor. Um, and then she dies. Um, but he's... And he's, like, burned and has no limbs anymore. He's found by Palpatine, who then puts him in the iconic uh, Darth Vader suit um, as, like... Um, to, like, keep him alive, basically. It's like life support system. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Um, so that's basically and it kind of ends there with the Um, rise of Darth Vader yeah Darth Vader comes into play Um, and then the last three the last three the sequel trilogy 
Um, starts off with episode seven, The Force Awakens, yeah. followed by episode eight, The Last Jedi, and then the most recent installment, episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. Um, so this kind of starts off with, we'll we'll just kind of hit the big points of the whole trilogy together. Really, it's mostly about um, Ray, who is this scavenger girl on this junk planet called Jakku. Um, she's kind of left there as an orphan. She she fights for survival, and then a planet, yeah. She becomes the a, new a pilot crashes. They yeah, find a droid. She gets off the planet. Yeah, it, 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 honestly, it's almost just a mirror of episode four, A New Hope. Yeah. She basically is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, she gets um, off she the becomes, planet. She, she is Force-sensitive. She, she gets off the planet. Um, finds the Rebellion. At, yeah, finds the Rebellion. At the end, she ends up finding Luke Skywalker, who is, Has been in hiding and gone yeah, for a long time. Which is basically the new Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, The Last Jedi... She's kind of training with him, uh, learning to use the Force. And her and Kylo Ren, who is the new... He's basically the new Darth Vader for this the sequel trilogy. Is the son of Han Solo and Leia Skywalker. Yes. Or General Organa. And then they have this... Uh, this um, they kind of have this connection uh, through the Force. They can kind of communicate with each other. Um, so The Last Jedi... There's, it was not well received i liked it it was pretty good but it was very different so a lot of people really hated it um all right so the there's last a big one. battle yeah the last one opens up um turns out palpatine survived and he has still been kind of calling the shots from behind the scenes and nobody knew about it um the whole time we're we don't know who Ray's parents are. She's an she orphan she, who is looking for her parents. She thinks she's a nobody. She thinks she's a nobody. Um, it's revealed in the very last one in the Rise of Skywalker that she is actually Palpatine's granddaughter. Dun dun dun. Yep. So that's the big reveal there at the end. <clears throat> her and Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren's. I don't know. I'm not really a big fan of his character. He's all right, but. <laughs> They kind of team up and kill Palpatine and save the galaxy. And that's basically it. That's cool. Um, it was pretty good. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that's the only one you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, okay. But that's basically all of the main stories. Then there's a couple of other movies. Solo, a Star Wars story. It's basically just an origin of Han, Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. Um, Rogue One is basically the story, story of, of them getting the plans, plans of the f- original Death, Death Star. Star to where it needs to go, to the Rebellion. Yeah. And then there's a couple of different shows, Clone Wars, Rebels. There's one called Star Wars Resistance. I've never the Mandalorian. seen it. The Mandalorian. I've watched that one. It's really good. I haven't seen that one either. I highly recommend. Okay, um, so we've run down each of the movies, essentially. Like, what, the you know, The biggest part of them, the yeah. The biggest part. Um, so the way we watched them, we started out with um, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, just for the simple fact that it leads directly into episode four, um, and it doesn't really affect the story at all. Um, but I do, uh, aside from that little difference, I personally, um, suggest that, and I kind of think that the best way to watch them is the, the order in which they came out. So the way we watch them is Rogue One, 
A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, which we have yet to, because I want to watch the last trilogy together, so we have not watched the last three yet. I've seen the two, but not the very last one. Yeah, you've seen uh, The Force Force Awakens Awakens and The Last Last Jedi, Jedi. you just haven't seen the last one. Yeah, because I want to watch them all together, like, as they're supposed to be. Yeah, watch them all again. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we started with... And then, um, we started with Rogue One, and then we watched the original trilogy. Then we went back to watch the prequel trilogy, um, and then we watched Solo. Mm-hmm. And now the reason the reason I think you should do it this way is because the characters are introduced in a particular way, so that once you watch that way, going back to it watch more. going back to watch the prequels, there's a lot of foreshadowing and stuff too that they do yeah. that you don't really you can't really catch. It hurts more whenever you find out that that sweet little boy, Anakin Skywalker, turns out to be the biggest a-hole in the galaxy. Yeah. It hurts more. It's it's a little more painful that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, there's that too. But you kind of miss out on a lot of like the fourth wall knowledge that we're supposed to have that that everybody else doesn't have. And you get to see a lot of foreshadowing that that if you haven't already watched what's supposed to happen later, um, you kind of miss a lot of that foreshadowing and stuff. So I think it's important to just watch it as they came out. With the exception of Rogue One, it doesn't affect really anything. Um, and I think it's cool to watch that. And then it transitions it immediately into, into A New Hope. Yeah, it ends and then A New Hope starts. Like, that could be one movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really um, cool. Solo, A Star Wars Story, it can really be anywhere. We just watched it after... Everything um, else. After Revenge of the Sith, just because it does happen before... It happens between the prequel trilogy and the the original trilogy, um, so we just kind of watch it there, and then there's just the last trilogy, which obviously should just be the last one, anyways. Okay, are we ready for my questions? Yeah, so go ahead with whatever questions you've got. I have six million questions, probably like the rest of our listeners. So I've broken them up into like where they like the trilogy. Okay, so in the original trilogy, why does Darth Vader want? Leia so bad like he is like I have to have like get her like she's like his number one enemy why is that um well basically he's just um he's trying to get the plans for the they've stolen the Death Star plans and he knows that and so he's trying to find them to to get it because he knows that that's they're trying to destroy the Death Star so he's trying to get those plans right and he sends people off to like find the droids and stuff like that but why is he so insistent on like destroying her because, like, yeah, like, how how does he not sense that Leia is Force-sensitive whenever he first encountered her? Because she hasn't, like, <clears throat> she hasn't, she's basically not, I mean, she kind of is, but, like, she hasn't, nothing has awakened in her yet. Okay, well, see, that that's my next question. Like, how come Leia and Luke are only Force-sensitive after someone tells them they're Force-sensitive? So it's not necessarily about that, like, they've been told it's just that they haven't like their abilities haven't manifested yet and it just okay. it happens in different times okay so why? because they weren't really like screen like in the older public days they would like screen children and like oh and, and they would find that out okay so but like nobody nobody they don't do that anymore the jedi used to do that oh okay okay that makes a lot more sense okay um so who trained qui-gon jinn Qui-Gon Jinn was trained by Count Dooku, who actually became um, the public leader of the Separatists. They didn't like the Republic, so they went 
to the separate. Okay, got it. All right, yeah. cool. Um, all right. I know I've asked you this before, and we've talked about this. Um, why so much forced choke in the first three? Why? It gets old. So, the original trilogy, that's kind of Darth Vader's signature move is just this force choke. Um, honestly, I don't... I, I honestly think the reason that they used it so much is because it was probably the most cost-effective way to... Show the force? To show the, a force move in 1977. Okay. I will... That... That'll work. Because basically, it, it, at that point, it's it's just acting. There's not really any sort of like so is that why, effects that have to be used. Is that why it seems like the Force works slightly differently in these prequels than it does in the other ones? Because it just seems to be a different vibe. Yeah, it is. I mean, you have to realize there was... The, the first trilogy, it started in 1977. That's a long time ago. That's Effects true. came a long way. And a lot of people had said that that was really why he waited to do the one, two, and three. three. Got it. Because there was a lot more that needed to be done here that the effects just really, really couldn't, couldn't keep up. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, the effects really had a lot to do with why it seemed different. Okay. And the ability. Because, I mean, it was like 20... 20 years later when they came out with just the the, pre, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, one, two, and three. All right, and I know you can't really answer this question, but why do we not have more Ewoks? Like, I, I need more Ewoks in my life. Like, why are they only... Why do we only I mean, see them on the forest moon of Endor? Why are they not, like, out conquering the galaxy with their little tribal adorable selves? Well, they're not really going to be conquering anything. <laughs> did you watch that la- the movie with them? They did I mean, they job. did a good job of protecting their home, but <laughs> they're not going out anywhere. Okay. Uh, next into the prequels. All right, so why is Padme such a big deal? So I know that she's going to vote a certain way or, like, she's trying to... But why Why is she the center of everybody's attention in this movie or in these these movies? I don't um, get it. I mean, just because... In, in this movie, she's just kind of the center because it, it happens on her planet. She's the queen of the planet that the embargo is okay. is affecting. But like, the, why are people trying to kill her in the next one? Like, that's my thing in the in two in episode. Because two. she is, um, so after she, the so, being queen on planet Naboo is not necessarily the same as like a traditional monarchy, monarchy. that we like know. It's, it's, it's actually an, yeah, it's an elected position, which mm-hmm. seems weird. Um, but after her term as queen is over, she just becomes a senator in, right. in the Galactic But Senate. why is she so important? She, just because she is like, she's very influential. She's a very um, prominent young senator who has got these progressive ideas of peace. Um, she's kind of challenging this idea that they need to be fighting, like, and, fighting okay. and yeah, all this kind of stuff. So, um, And she's very persuasive. Um, okay. Okay. She's a, honestly, she's probably a lot like um, AOC. She's oh, just kind of like okay. this this young, um, this young outspoken senator uh, who's putting out a lot of ideas, and a lot of people don't like it. Okay, makes sense. All right, all right. So how come? Okay, how can the Jedi not sense that Palpatine is the big bad? Like, how do they not know that Senator? Then Chancellor, then Emperor Palpatine is the bad guy. Is also Darth Sidious. How do they? Not so know that? this is probably a question that a lot of people have. And um, the thing about the what what's not really focused on much in the prequel trilogies is that um, the the Force um, has been clouded. It's it's very heavily clouded, so it's hard for them to discern anything Who, really. Okay. How um, do you and, cloud the Force? 
well, that's that's been what Palpatine has been doing over the years. Like the Sith oh. have been working behind the scenes, and the Jedi didn't know that there were any more Sith. Oh, so they've kind of been working okay. behind the scenes to like affect the galaxy. Okay. And so it's it's created this this cloud in the Force, so they can't really discern a lot of things. And Yoda even mentions in I believe it's Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, that. Um, the Senate and uh, no one must know that their ability to use the Force has been diminished. Oh. And so they're trying to keep that on, on the down on low the so that nobody takes advantage of that. Okay. Uh, but that's kind of the thing is okay. that they're, they can't they can't, they can't connect it. to the force as much as, as as good as they used to. Oh, okay. And that's how he gets away with it. Okay. Um, is the separatist movement an actual movement or is it just a uh, concoction of Darsidious and Count Dooku, or like, did they use an existing movement to like stir the pot, or did they make up this separatist um, thing? Is that clear? That yeah, I understand your question, and I don't think that it's it's not. I think it's really just kind of implied that it was all Darth Sidious. Okay. Um, there might have been some of those feelings there, but it's not really clear what started. Like, it's not really clear if, if they just took advantage of an Existing. idea that was there, but there wasn't an actual movement until that I know Darth Sidious. Okay. Until Darth Sidious behind like, the scenes. Hey, wouldn't it be great if we had some separatists? Yeah. Like, so Count okay. Dooku was kind of he was like the public face of the separatist, separatist movement. movement. Yeah. Uh, but he was the the apprentice of Darth Sidious, which is Ch- uh, Chancellor Palpatine. Okay. Uh, so Palpatine was kind of doing all this behind the scenes. And so he, while Chancellor Palpatine was, you know, over the Galactic Republic, he was also creating the war that was fighting against the Republic he was in charge of um, in an attempt to create chaos and destroy everything so that he can just take over. Right. Um, can people who aren't Jedi follow the Jedi religion? Because <clears throat> um, Jedi are people who are force sensitive, and not everybody is force sensitive. But if even if you aren't force sensitive, can you still follow the Jedi way, which is like not having attachments is very monkish, like you. Described. I mean, yeah. So the Jedi, are, they're they're basically just like these warrior monk guys. Um, I mean, they wouldn't be part of the Jedi Order. Well, yeah, but could but, they still I mean, follow? They the... could still follow like some of their ideas. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, there's not there would be nothing from stopping them from doing it. Um, why is Anakin such a tool? Um, I'm not sure what you mean by a tool. He's a douche canoe, a jerk, an in, a member of, of uh, incel of the most high. Like he is like the highest member of incel that you could possibly yeah, I get. Yeah, don't, I don't. I honestly don't know. Like I, his character in the prequels is just kind of. The first one's okay. Like when he's a kid is is yes, okay. Yes, but he turns um, into like episode a, two is really weird. He's when, got mommy him, issues. Him and Amidala. Kim and Padme have this weird thing going on where they want to get together, but they don't. It's, or she doesn't want to, and then he's just, like, trying to force the issue. It's so... It's just, really it's, it's really weird and cringy. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that... Like, because I feel like he, like he has mommy issues, which is like, okay, I get it. Like, he, you know. Yeah. But it's... He's I, a little bit better in the, in the third one. In, yeah. um, Whenever he finally Revenge gives into, yeah, <laughs> gives into the dark side. But I don't know. In the second one, he's just such a tool. It's kind of like I don't know. He's just really, he's very impetuous. Is that the right? Impe- impetuous. Impetuous. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's bad. Anyways, okay. Um, so the clones are made from one bounty hunter named Django Fett. Correct. Yes. Okay. So who made the clones? I know it's the water giraffes, but like, who ordered the? making of the clones and why and why did they use Django Fett why did they use them 
Um, so the planet, the people that make them, they're called the uh, Kaminoans. They, the planet is called uh, Kamino. It's like this big water planet. It's basically a huge ocean with like these buildings that kind of rise up out, out of. They're the water ocean. giraffes. They have long necks. Yeah, they're like these super skinny, tall people. With like their, their necks are like three feet long. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they make the clones. Did, they um, were they ordered- used Django Fett just re- mostly because he's just a um, he's a, a very uh, a very skilled warrior. Okay. He had a, a, a good genetic composition that would have been desirable okay um did obi-wan intentionally leave anakin skywalker burnt and alive or do you think he yeah do you think he intentionally left him alive um i so i he intentionally didn't like finish the job i think he assumed anakin was going to die but from see, the flames but why didn't he um, put him out of his misery because i feel like that was a coward move on obi-wan's part which i don't like to say because i like young Obi-Wan. well because it was a whole deal like like he did it to himself um okay <clears throat> so he just kind of w- let it take its course really i think do you think that anakin skywalker truly loved padme i or was she just a replacement for his mother like a mother figure kind of thing i mean no i think he loved her um he was just, I mean, he was kind of messed up, so. Okay. But, but yeah, I think he did, he did actually love her. Okay, so this last question, I think you can read it. Like, we've talked about this a little bit. So, Padme was alive, so Anakin Skywalker force chokes her because he's crazy. The yeah, so he force chokes her during Revenge of the Sith, and then she, like, Is unconscious, out. and then she goes into labor. <clears throat> At the end, after the battle, you know, and Anakin Palpatine. is left all burnt to a yeah. crisp. Palpatine, so, like, heals him. Yes. And in at this very same time, Padme is in childbirth, childbirth. Um, and she has her twins, which they didn't know that there was going to be twins. But Luke and Leia. Um, yeah, Luke and Leia. Let so me she's ask having a she's in the middle of childbirth while Palpatine is healing and uh, healing uh, Anakin. Anakin at the same time. And my question is: Did Palpatine kill Padme and give her life force to Anakin? It is my opinion that yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Not it's so it wasn't that. Anakin force choked her. And then um, she she was she was fine, honestly. Um, they even mention at the end of Revenge of the Sith that um, uh, during childbirth they say that they're losing her medically. She's fine. They have no idea why she's dying. She's just lost the will to live. Um, it is my opinion, and this is a very uh, I've come across this opi- this um, point Theory. a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, Palpatine, he from a distance. He, he was aware of Padme's um, condition, and he transferred, yes, her life force to Anakin to heal Anakin, and in and the process would, it killed Padme. That would explain why Anakin, whenever he becomes Darth Vader and he wakes up and he asks Palpatine, like, where's Padme? And Padme's like, apparently in your rage you killed her. He's like, that doesn't make sense. I felt her. Yeah, she was alive. I felt it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, cause she was, she was fine. She had yeah. been choked out, but she was, she was medically fine. Okay. Um, and then Palpatine just, he, he killed her by transferring her life force to Anakin. 
And that's something that apparently his mentor was able to do, and, like, that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah, that's really a topic for another day. Okay. Um, so, th- these next questions are about the new three, or, like, the two that I've seen, you know? <clears throat> yeah. So, okay. the, the new, the prequel, the sequel trilogy, which is yeah. the newest set. Yeah. So, what happens between the original six and these three? Like, what, how much time has passed? Like, what? Um, about... Because it's... Because... I want to say... Let me, let, me, me. let me double check on this. Because Han and Leia get together and they have a child, Ben Solo, who is Kylo Ren, and then he gets older and like he is now like, so he's probably what twenty. So I mean he's like Kylo older. Ren. Yeah, he's around twenty or so. So I mean it's been at least um, twenty five years, I would assume, right? But I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's around twenty, um, twenty years or so, I think. Okay. Um, let me double check. And is oh, there... 30. 30 okay. years after the destruction of the second Death Star. So what is there like? Is this when the Mandalorian happens? Does the Mandalorian happen between these two? The Mandalorian happens between these two. Yeah, these it's two a little sets. bit. It's a little bit closer to the original trilogy. Okay. The Mandalorian happens about five years afterwards. Okay, so I need and to then watch. about twenty-five years later, after that, the new trilogy. Happens. So I need to watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's super good. Okay. All right. Um, so what? So whenever in the last in the first one. This one, the what is it? One, what the is Force it? Awakens. The Force Awakens. Ray ends up finding Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, and she holds it and she touches it. What does she see? Like, what is she seeing when she touches it? So she's seeing really just like a lot of visions that she doesn't understand, and it's just kind of showing her things that and happened, is, things that are gonna happen or may happen. And then, is that whenever the Force like, haha, awakens like in her? Is that whenever? Yeah, she that's pretty much the sense? singular point. Like, okay. With older, well, I, th- I think that's kind of the, the deal. Like, younger people would have been screened and, and been trained to use this kind of stuff. If they weren't trained to use the force at all, um, I feel like there's generally like this point where something happens and it kind of like sparks that potential that they had. So okay. I think that's kind of the, 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 the point in Ray's life where she got this lightsaber and then it was. It is the catalyst it for was, what? Yeah, okay. it was very shrouded in like force and stuff like that. Uh, and so it kind of awakened that in her. So she gets it from, or she finds it in a bar. I don't remember what planet they're on, but um, it's... A, I don't remember. The, but somebody named Maz. Yeah, Maz um, owns the bar. Yeah, Maz owns the bar, and she has the lightsaber. So how did Maz get Luke's lightsaber? Do we ever find that out? Um, I don't know. There are some books and stuff that happened. Okay. That they've written that happened between, and I don't know if they addressed that. Um, I'm not sure if they addressed that or not. So, I, honestly, I don't know. I yeah. don't know how they got it. Like, but it's the original lightsaber that was in Luke's hand when he fought Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes off. Back. Yeah, so when he cut off his hand and told him that he's his father, Luke was holding the lightsaber in that hand, and it fell and it to was oblivion. Blue. And it was blue, but his new one is green, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, it was it was lost. Okay. Um, so, why is Kylo Ren shirtless so much? Honestly, I don't know. It seems weird. Um, it's a little strange. I think probably just because he's fit. Um, <laughs> okay, so what's with the weird telepathy thing that Ray, that Ray and Kylo Ren have going on? Like, what? Why can they? Why is that a big deal? Um, not sure. Uh, well, they kind of address it a little bit in, in the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, th- if I remember correctly, I think it was actually Palpatine. 
that Palpatine them? created this connection to them okay. so that it, they would like influence each other. Because it's a little bit more than just like using the force to communicate like Luke did with Leia to like, hey, Leia, come back and get me. I'm hanging off this thing right now. Like they can actually see each other. Yeah, they have they're... like these conversations. And I think it's supposed to be around the same kind of thing, but they okay. kind of, they just kind of morph that idea a little bit. Okay. And then this question we already have already answered. Who were, who were Ray's parents? So Ray's parents, there's been a, so in the new movie, they addresses it that she, Ray is the daughter of Palpatine's son and some woman. But we don't know. Um, they're not like... Well, yeah, they're not really named. They're okay. not really important as far as we know. Okay. So um, she kind of technically is a nobody. I mean, kind of. Like, but I mean, she has an origin story. Like, there are connections there. Uh, but I've recently seen some information come out that it was um, believed that it wasn't necessarily Palpatine's son, but it was like a clone of him. Oh, kind of like because in the because Jango Fett had like an unaltered clone that he used as his son in yeah. one of the movies, so it's something similar to that. Yeah, kind of. Okay. okay. That I think like a clone that like turned okay. away from him. So this is a really like probably not safe for work question, but who did or who would do the dirty with Palpatine? That's probably a lot of why it's believed that it was a clone. Because. There's, like, no time for that to have happened in, like, the, the timeline. I mean, like, there's time for it to happen, but, like, it would have had to have happened during... Well, I mean, honestly, though, he I mean, he was the emperor of the entire galaxy. He And one of the strongest force users in the history of the universe. That's true. That's so, I mean, point. he could have made some... I mean, he could have, like, force-raped somebody and it that's wouldn't true. have mattered. Oh, that's a or good point. Wouldn't have, you know, yeah, they, they wouldn't. Either have. that or even just commanded somebody to do it and like they would just have done it out of fear. That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. I am curious about like Ray's like lineage more so than just Palpatine because I don't really care about him. He's a jerk. Okay. Um, next question. Can we get a chewy orange in story, please? Um, I would like that very we much. S- you see a lot of it throughout the movies in the series, honestly. And with Solo. Like you see um, it in Solo. You, yeah, you see a little bit of that. I mean, for the most part, his origin is just that he grew up on Kashyyyk, which is the Wish- the Wookiee planet. Mm-hmm. He was just a warrior for them. And he kind of fought along, fought alongside. But how did he get captured? Because in Solo, he's like captured, and he's like quote unquote the beast that they try to feed feed Solo. Yeah, feed, you know what I mean. I'm not sure. You know, I kind of um, want to know how he got there. You know, I mean, it's probably just a general like we're rebelling against people trying to conquer our planet. That's true. What's with him and Maz, though? Like, him and Maz, are they really, like, boyfriend-girlfriend? I, n- I don't think it's, like, a, a actual relationship. I think it's just Maz has a super big crush on him. <laughs> um, how old do Wookiees get? Um, I'm not because sure what their Solo, actual lifespan is, but, yeah, he's in Solo, which happens before the original trilogy. So between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, Solo happens. And at that point... Um, Chewie mentions in there that he's 190 years old. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not as old as Yoda. Yeah. But he's, I mean, he's pretty old. What is... Okay, so this... Who's Crimson Dawn? This relates to the Solo story. So, Crimson Dawn is this... Um, a lot of the prequels and, like, before the, the Galactic Empire, um, there's a lot of what, just these crime syndicate and, like, these crime families. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> the Five. Right? Like the the fam- the five, whatever, like in New York. Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a lot like that. Like they're just these different crime organizations, and Crimson Dawn is just one of those. Okay. Um, and they kind of like run, especially like the, what's called the Outer Rim, which is kind of at the very end of like the Republic's reach. reach. So okay. it's kind of like a more lawless area. So okay. they kind of 
they just kind of take power. Okay. What happens to Kira from Solo? Because she happened, like, this, Solo happens before, like, you know, like, it happens. So, like, where is she in, where, where is she? What, what happens? After Solo? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if they've addressed that in any books or comics or anything. I haven't really read any of the books and comics, but. Okay. um, I Um, I don't know. I've heard that they were supposed to be making a, a sequel to it, but I don't have any official news on that. Okay. How much time has passed in all of the franchise? Like, in inside the universe, how much time has passed? Do you know? Like So, you, as far as, like, the movie franchise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because, like, I don't... It's 25 years, you said, between the so 1, 2, 3, and the last 3? Let me... Let me do a couple... Let me look real quick. Okay. I'll... Um, I don't know. Because it seems like from when Anakin was a child. So from whenever Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi find Anakin on Tatooine. So this one happens... Episode 1 happens 32 years before the original one. Before A New Hope. Okay. So episode 1... And then from episode one to episode four, four which is, is the start 30, of the original trilogies, is 32 years. years. Okay. Um, there's and then, around, I think, three... From, from episode four... To six. About a year, and then... I think it was like six years? Hang on, three... No, ten. Four. So there's about four years that happened over the course of... The original trilogy. So we're at 32. Plus four. And then plus four, 36 years. And then After it's that 25. point, it's 30 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 30 years later. So we're at, what I 60. say, 36? Yeah. So it's 66 So it's years. about 64, 65 years. Dang. Okay. That's interesting. That's a lot. Well, about 60 years to the beginning of, or 64 years to the beginning of the, the new trilogy. Okay. And then however long it takes. I'm not exactly sure what the... That's, uh, these people are in great health. Anyways, <clears throat> um, uh, let's see. What's my next question? Did we really need Solo origin story? Did we need it? No. Okay. Did we want it? Probably. A lot of people wanted it. A lot of people were disappointed when it got here just because it didn't, it wasn't exactly what they expected. So, so there, okay. My next question is, so there were stormtroopers in the solo in solo. Yeah. So it's at, solo happens after Revenge of the Sith. So this is like oh. right after the Empire takes over. Okay. All right. That was gonna be my next question. Next question is like when it fall, fell. So okay. Um, can you throw a lightsaber? You so if yes. Why are more people not using it this way? Okay. So there's a couple of ideas about this. Um, like arrow style, or you know, like that, like ninja star. You can. Th- Throw a lightsaber. Um, it's used quite a bit in the video games. There's a couple of games, um, and they th- you can throw it a lot, and so they'll like throw it, and it'll like spin. Oh, um, boomerang! Which is, yeah, which is cool. And then That's they use so cool. they use the force to like bring it back or whatever. <gasps> yes. Why um, are more people not doing this? Okay, so officially, the I think it would be. Um, it presents a, a probably a lot of trouble to 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 control that 
to be able to catch the spinning laser sword, like <laughs> where only like not even a, th- a like, fourth of it, maybe like, a foot of it, yeah, is like, like like six, like probably six inches of like thirty-two inches of this <laughs> is is actually Safe able to touch. to touch. Yeah. Okay. So being able to control it to be able to catch it correctly would be very hard. Uh, but just use the force. Honestly, a lot of it, I'm sure, is probably it would be hard to just hard to get the effect. Okay. It would just take a lot of a lot of money to to create the effect that was not necessary. Okay. Not essential to the story. I have a question. Are the thingies that the that the leader of Crimson Dawn, what's his name, Dryden, is that a crystal? Because you know he has those like the, oh, dual yeah, blade thingies. Yeah. Um. Is that a lightsaber thing? I'm not sure. Um, there are very there are different types of weapons that come along throughout the history of Star Wars, like throughout the extended universe and all. Um, a lot of things that are they're called vibra swords, which are basically like the prequels to lightsabers. To lightsabers, yeah. Okay. And so basically, it was like these blades, and they like vibrate like really fast, so they can like cut through. Huh. Like, so that's kind of the idea. That's uh, cool. But as far as those daggers, I'm not really sure. Okay. Probably. I mean, it seems like they would be it's kind of the same idea, but it's just like this very thin blade, so probably not doesn't have nearly as much power or something like that. Okay. And my last question, <clears throat> probably not my last question. After this is off, I'm probably going to still ask you a million. Um, was Donald Glover the best choice for a young Lando Cal- Calrissian? And that's a trick question because, in my opinion, the answer is yes. I feel like he was perfect for it. Yeah, I think he was a great choice. I... Um, loved that character the young lando my favorite i think yeah one of my favorite yeah characters. i think he, he he did a great job portraying lando calrissian um i think he makes a great younger lando mm-hmm. um yeah I, I honestly i would struggle with uh, with a better choice at all yeah i think that's all of my questions oh i have another one from the other two is finn force sensitive or from the last three because um, Finn is the stormtrooper because they don't use clones anymore in the last FN three. two one eight seven. Yeah, yeah. they don't use clones anymore. They just basically capture children and brainwash them. And then he was just like, I don't want to do this anymore because this is cray cray. And so he escapes the, you know, empire or whatever. <clears throat> and yeah. yeah, so that's his character. But is he so, force sensitive? And he officially Ray nothing really ever happens in the movies. Um, but it's supposedly that was one of the things he was going to tell Ray. Is that yes? He is force sensitive. Okay. Um, a lot of people are force sensitive, though. That doesn't necessarily mean that they would be Jedi. Oh, That's see, I didn't realize common. that. I thought if you were force sensitive, then you were kind of like destined to be a Jedi. Not necessarily. Some people are like very minutely force sensitive, and don't really they wouldn't really have the capabilities. Still, some people are like very in tune and they would have like be a lot more powerful so back when the jedi were like huge and stuff like that like they would screen people and all that kind of stuff so is there a possibility that someone was from what you're saying it sounds like yes like there's a possibility that someone would be like slightly force sensitive but they're just not quite it's a possibility to be a jedi yeah. yeah okay that's interesting now i'm not saying whether um finn would have fell into that category or not i i don't know okay um he didn't present anything that would have been like overtly like super strong force powers. Or okay. Because I mean, it seems like so like the Jedi Order, <laughs> the Jedi religion seems like a very strict. And we've talked a little bit about this about how the Jedi are kind of problematic in a lot of like their practices. Mm, 
I think it just depends on the way you look at it. I don't I mean they practice non-attachment just because the fear of loss um, is one of the most. Uh, how do I say it? It's one of the most um, powerful, like things like. Uh, yeah, it's one yeah. of the most powerful emotions, really, and one of the most um, uncontrollable rages that people fall fall into. That makes sense. F- and so it leads to a lot of problematic behaviors. Yeah. So they practice this non-attachment to just avoid avoid that, so that they maintain control of their emotions and their but, their abilities. Because we've watched the Clone Wars, and Obi Wan has had some attachments, and yet he still didn't turn out to be the biggest douche canoe on the planet. Like, yeah, well, but that's because he he chose to to honor his to come back. Oh, yeah, to step away from from those feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, hot take. I know that you and I have talked about this, but I feel like I need to record it for posterity's sake, and then I'll be done. C-3PO is the biggest, one of the biggest a-holes in the trilogy. Or the, I do not like him, but it makes <laughs> sense because he was created by the, big, by the biggest a-hole in the galaxy. So, there's uh, that. Hot I take. Mean, I don't like 3CPO. Whatever his name C-3PO. is. C-3PO. C-3PO, that one. That golden jerk. I don't like him. I mean... He's pretty funny. If you can, <laughs> he's a jerk, and I don't really care for him. It's at supposed all. to be comedic, comedic relief. <laughs> I can't even say his name right. I'm gonna get his name wrong on purpose. Okay. P three P O. Um. <laughs> so any anything else? Uh. We've gone over a lot. We've skipped over a lot too. Um. But it's already this episode is a lot longer mm. than I wanted it to be. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it's took up a lot, but there's so much to go into. There's still so much more that we couldn't cover. I know. Um, this was fun though. This is like a. This could be like a lifelong research project. I know. Of which sure. I am willing to. Which you do. have already. You have you know <laughs> committed yourself to be a lifelong student of. Yeah. Star Wars. We didn't even really touch on the differences between the extended universe and the canon and all that kind of stuff, but that's. That's a lot. I know. Like, the people who... So, I feel like people are going to leave this podcast feeling very confused. Probably. Unless you really already know Star Wars, you're probably super confused. Yeah. And even Even if you do, you might have been confused on where we were going with all that. Yeah. And even Um, the people who have watched it are kind of like, I know some of this stuff. Yeah. But that's okay. Well, I mean, we just kind of hit some stuff really quickly, so... Um, and again, this is just, we just wanted to talk about it because we felt like it. So exactly. Like, don't, we, don't at me. We okay? watched, we watched the movies and then wanted to talk about it. So Cause I if you do. didn't like this, sorry. Um, our, not all our episodes are like this. Um, if you did, great. Um, hopefully you guys will I continue like to listen. Song. I did. I had a lot of fun. But here's I the always thing have too. a lot of fun talking about all of it. Here's the thing too. Like, I really like, um, I don't know. Like, I like Star Wars. I'm just not, like, I don't, I'm not super fluent in Star Wars nerd. There are, there are a few things that I'm kind of fluent in, right? Like, mm. few nerd languages, but Star Wars is just not one of them because there's just so much information. But I do like there the is. movies. There is. There's a lot to it. <laughs> I do so. like the movies. But, in that note, uh, or on that note, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I've really enjoyed this topic. It this was really was cool. Fun. A lot yeah. of fun. Um. So, yeah, I'm not sure what our next topic will be, but tune in next time, guys. Again, this is Date Night at the Coffee Shop. Um, you can also, if you have any ideas for subjects to talk about, you can always email us. Um, coffee suggestions, we'll, we'll gladly take those, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at datenightcoffeeshop at gmail.com. Uh, again, I'm Bart. I'm Sam. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed being on our date with us tonight. And may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Bye, guys. <laughs>